The original version of The Hobbit that Tolkien published in 1937 contained a surprisingly affable Gollum, who was not yet so completely subjugated or enthralled by the ring. The next year, in 1938, when Tolkien started writing The Lord of the Rings, he soon realized the significance of the ring, and therefore he revised especially the chapter of Riddles in the Dark in The Hobbit, making Gollum far more enamored of the ring and far less inclined to give it to Bilbo. Today on Speculative Tolkienism, we are going to explore these changes uh, and the ramifications of the changes he made and the changes he could have made, and some changes that he would have never made, but uh, are fun to consider. And now for the quest. What about the present? asked Bilbo. Not that he cared very much. Still, he felt that he had won it pretty fairly, and in a very difficult circumstance, too. We must give it the thing, Precious. Yes, we must. We must fetch it, Precious. And we must give it the present we promised. So Gollum paddled back to his boat, and Bilbo thought he heard the last of him. But he had not. The hobbit was just thinking of going back up the passage, having had quite enough of Gollum and the dark water edge, when he heard him wailing and squeaking away in the gloom. So, anyway. So he, I guess Gollum had every intention of giving this, uh, this ring to Bilbo or you know what that that version of Gollum that plays by the rules does still manifest it's like he still creeps out in the Smeagol Gollum yeah kind of dichotomy because you know Smeagol likes to be a good hobbit and plays by the rules and then Gollum his like alter ego chastises him for like playing by the rules and is more of a slave to the ring yeah yeah so this kind of fair-minded Gollum, which was was Gollum in the, the 1930s, right. um, was divided into this fair-minded Gollum and, and a more evil, or at least more deceitful or more uh, corrupted Gollum. So yeah. I find that really interesting. I mean, I wonder if, if Tolkien had like some kind of backstory for Gollum, just even like a, a brief sketch before the Lord of the Rings, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, oh, here's this creature. Yeah. You know, because you they they never really go into like they go into detail about what he looked like, or he goes into detail about what you know, like yeah. his six teeth and and you know. There was a backstory to Middle Earth that was very deep and old, old in terms of the time the timeline of Middle Earth, but also in Tolkien's biography. So the original stories of like Baron and Luthien were from like the 19 teens, like during yeah, World yeah. War one. And then he wrote the Hobbit later, but yeah. that specifically that story of like Gollum's backstory, I don't think yeah, that was I mean, around until after the Hobbit. Cause well, I, I in the Hobbit, probably... it was like, he was just introduced as like, you know, deep down there lived old Gollum and he yeah, was just some yeah. kind of slimy guy that lived in the cave. Yeah, I mean, he it, just was hungry, and, and, you know... Yeah, he doesn't have... But, so Tolkien needed to give him, like, a history that made sense in the context of the larger work, you know? Well, I think he also, Tolkien needed to um, to to kind of uh, give an example of the ramifications of what was in store for, for Frodo had he claimed the ring. 
you know right right that was that was in fact that was a lucky almost a happy accident yeah because we see how i mean you see here like how almost i mean i'd like to say in un, inhuman Gollum looks but in in if there's a word in hobbit yeah, yeah. you know he, he looks um like a degraded form of a hobbit which is what he is and and so now that we know that he's a hobbit then you're right it was like that shows oh this is what frodo or bilbo could be if they let the ring take complete control of them or they could have been like uh uh, I mean, I, I think, I think what 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 I mean again, it may be happy accidents or whatever, but what maybe saved Bilbo was the uh, the the innocent. Like again, with this, in in my mind, in my mind, what I have always felt, and and look, and the thing is, like we know that the necromancer was uh, was now actively um, in power in in mm-hmm. Mirkwood, right? But my 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 young mind was like, okay, well, this happened so far ahead of uh, of you know so far before, like you know previous to the Lord of the Rings, right? That Sauron wasn't around; he was still kind of shaping himself. So the ring didn't have the same kind of um, power over people as as like uh, yeah as it could have like later like, on like. Um because you're right, it it didn't it didn't have the sudden grasp on Bilbo's psyche as like you you can see that here it has this grasp on Gollum, but only through repeated use. He's like a drug addict that's been a, a junkie for a thousand years or well, hundreds of years or you know decades. Or yeah, whatever. but okay, I'll, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, but but so <clears throat> you know when Bilbo first puts the ring on, it makes him invisible. And that's one level of potency for the ring, but it doesn't really wield any control over him because it hasn't hasn't sunk its fangs into him yet. You know what but, I mean? Which, I mean, take, you, which you, seems like takes time through repeated use or something. Right. But but again, it seems like though, like when, like the way it was described in in um, Lord of the Rings, when when he when when uh, Smeagol took the ring from Deagle, it was like instantaneous. It's like I gotta have that. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it was. He like, coveted it. Even before he was wearing it, yeah, yeah, it he was like it at it's, first sight. It was love at first sight. It's like I equate it to the drug addict, like that has that one hit of crack. The the first hit, it's like ah, crack's delicious. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I need some more crack. I need more crack. You know? Right. All this talk kind of brings me to something I always call it blasphemous, but I always thought was a little bit not unconvincing, but just um, slightly troublesome uh, because there is this carryover between. The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Right. And years pass between the two. Um, but now the <clears throat> Lord of the Rings has to be a, a story about these rings that were introduced in The Hobbit, or this this ring was introduced in The Hobbit. Right. And that's fine. But the fact that the ring makes its wearer invisible seems strange in the larger context. So Tolkien had to make this larger context, like this is one ring, the one ring to rule them all. Why? The idea that the ring would make you invisible in the context of just the Hobbit, it makes sense for that kind of smaller story. Uh, And it seems like almost a trivial, like, Oh, it makes you invisible. Isn't that, it's like a, like a magic trick that you'd see 
Like a math, magic trick, a guy with a, a top hat and a tail. Yeah, but a useful like, magic I'm going to pull a rabbit the, out of my hat. I'm going to do tricks for you. It's like a trick. Yeah. And so it seems almost trivial as a trick. And as a as a plot device, it seems like a deus ex machina. Like there's, like there's a way in which it always is going to solve the problems that Bilbo finds himself in and therefore is somehow seems like a little bit uh like cheating yeah yeah so i mean these are these are the kinds of ideas like oh you you have a magic uh, a magic sword or a magic hat or a magic this or a magic that that gets you out of your problems and saves the day in the end and in that sense it seems almost like a a like a children's story so tolkien had to had to get out of that and make it make it a little bit more significant and more problematic in lord of the rings but you know what, though, coincidentally enough, though, I mean, for I mean, you know, Tolkien did, did you know, did seize on this. The, the fact that that Bilbo lied about, I mean, and again, he didn't have to go and rework this, but Bilbo did not tell anybody about the ring, mm. you know, and it like 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 basically he took credit for the, you know, escape the disappearing from, act. Yeah, yeah, you know, and again, it was weird, but I mean, it was weird, you know, but maybe, but luckily for. Um, Luckily for Bilbo, hobbits are well known for being quiet and able to sneak around. But what I'm saying, but 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 for Tolkien, um, what he was able to do is like, look, like this normal, normally honest hobbit lied about mm. about having this ring. Uh, you can see where the the and yeah. again, like it, it could be because hot, like Bilbo was. When did when know, did Gandalf find out that Bilbo lied about the ring? I think he knew about it. He knew that he, knew he instinctively? lied about the ring. Do you think he felt instinctively that Bilbo lied about Like Gandalf had a ring of his own, and he had it, I think, during The Hobbit, didn't he? I mean, like... It is it mentioned, though? I mean, I mean, he has a ring as an Astari. I mean, it wasn't mentioned. I mean, but... Doesn't he, he have one of the, he had, elv- the three elves? Yeah, rings? he had one of the three. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he got it way early on from um, the shipwright. Cirdan? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but Gandalf probably would have seen the ring because the 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 rings recognize rings, you know. Oh, yeah, because it says like that uh, Bilbo didn't mention the ring. He doesn't explicitly mention the ring to Frodo to Gandalf because he was enjoying praise for his accomplishments. Right, right. But Gandalf knew. Let me give you one answer on Cora. Okay. Uh, it says, I would venture to say that Gandalf suspects that Bilbo has acquired a ring. Hold on. He is no fool. Bilbo has is has accomplished by the end of The Hobbit some rather impressive feats, and it would have been highly unlikely that he would have been able to perform them unaided. Fighting a horde of spiders, evading a live dragon, to say nothing of discovering perhaps the only unseen way out of the Elven King's nearly impenetrable fortress. These are all deeds that would and probably did cause Gandalf to raise an eyebrow, a very big, bushy, gray eyebrow. That's me talking. Also, as pointed out elsewhere, Bilbo reveals his ring to the dwarves, who surprise him by not being ashamed of him, as he had thought they might but indeed are rather impressed his esteem merely increases in their eyes at obtaining such an obviously rare and incredible useful artifact so i suspect along with gandalf's suspicions that after being pressed a bit he does tell gandalf considering the following exchange gandalf looked again 
very hard at Bilbo and there was a gleam in his eyes. I think Bilbo, he said quietly, I should leave it behind. Don't you want to? Well, yes and no. Now it comes to it, I don't particularly like parting with it at all, I must say, and I don't really see why I should. Wait, this is from Lord of the Rings. But that was from the the Fellowship. Yeah. No, he knew, like in The Hobbit, he knew that, that because the dwarves knew... Because like he's like I'm gonna disappear blah 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 because he's getting him out of uh, the barrels out of bond like if you read barrels out of bond, um, that chapter okay um, the, I think he revealed that he had the ring to the to the dwarves right. but you know? and this almost gets me to my my point like let's say like this could just be any old magic ring right as you see in in this picture right here it could just be any old magic ring. Um, and you don't and of course it's mentioned that for a long time gandalf has suspicions that it's the one ring but he doesn't know for sure that it's the one ring right right and he has to actually go off and do like research to figure out the uh the provenance of the ring well he didn't know he didn't know it was one ring until he actually threw it in the fire and saw the the runes the right uh, the, the right but it could have been a could have been a copy well, it could have been one of the many, like one of the lesser, like uh, like the essay in the craft or whatever. So, I mean. Yeah, could have been a Chinese yeah. knockoff. Right. No, right. but um, but my point is this, that, uh, yeah, so he finds a ring that makes him invisible and it turns up, it turns out being the one ring, but it seems like that invisibility aspect of it is super emphasized and it becomes like the only aspect of the ring that's worth mentioning in the hobbit and then in the lord of the rings you can't have it be so overemphasized as a ring that makes you invisible because that would get frodo out of all these scrapes whereas it's more problematized in lord of the rings as it should be because now it's almost sometimes he he wants to put it on because he's afraid but then it reveals him to the to like the ring race and the spirit world or whatever right so it's it's like less of a solution, you know. In the Hobbit, it's just great solution. Right. In the Lord of the Rings, it it can't be a big it can't be such a great solution because it just that it kind of would cheapen the Lord of the Rings if it was just a solution to every problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Frodo asked about the power of the ring, and that 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 invisibility question came up. Uh huh. And he's like, and the answer was, well, ha- like, have you tried to do this? Have you tried to 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 you know, do other things, use its, do other things. I mean, and it was hinted at after Boromir tried to take the ring from him. He, he put it on and disappeared, and he could see like he could see like in the distance, like a like a, a an eye. You know, he can sense the major players and right. In, it in gives him when he puts it on in the Lord of the Rings. It gives him access to like the spirit world, in a way. Yeah, and therefore right. he can see things that are aphysical or. So I mean, I'm thinking like. If Frodo or Bilbo knew how to really put that ring through its paces and like unlock all its potential as a ring of power, he could have. Right, like, but but it, it gave it gave the bearer power according to their stature. So I I still think that if if Frodo were to unlock the whole potential of the ring. Mm-hmm. Right, say like whatever. Sauron being a Meyer would have still killed him. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it, like he could. I mean, 
Aragorn, on the other hand, because of of, of who he was, if Ar- Aragorn would have uh, would have wielded the One Ring, he probably had had the uh, the the um, the strength to uh, right. to like to bury uh, yeah. Sauron. So, like you know? you're saying, a, a Hobbit, a Hobbit who was in full control over the Ring and unlocked all its power. He'd be a big fish in a small pond, like he'd be the he'd be the badass of of the Shire. Yeah, yeah. But he wouldn't but be I mean, able to be match, the... you know, Sauron, even yeah, Sauron, yeah. even a ringless Sauron. Right, right. That's that's right. I mean, again, I I don't know for for sure because you know it's never been We're put to the test. But I I I don't think that he would have been able to, you know, because I mean, even even um, Sauron without. without Without the with the ring got got brought down, you know. I mean, you know, it was a lucky blow, you know. I mean, granted, and they had right, and you know that at least in the movie, and one assumes, according to the accounts of the Second Age, that when Isildur attacks Sauron, like Sauron isn't invisible. He's wearing his ring, but he's not invisible. Right. So maybe like invisibility isn't even a a necessary attribute. Uh, yeah. And I've all again, and this is just just like my 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 like you know my my prepubescent brain, um, but but like thinking about this, like but I've always felt that that the ring turned you invisible to reveal itself. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Like that was kind of like yeah. like how else would you know it was a magic ring? You know, I mean it it, it so. right. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, you it's uh, it's kind of like. Um, in a in a not so subtle way it's suggesting to you that it has power and maybe that maybe maybe this maybe the and Tolkien that I know of he never said this but this actually would be a pretty cool explanation is maybe the invisibility is what gets you hooked on it in the sense that how useful is that for a lot of people like a lot of people would love to be invisible yeah invisibility yeah. isn't the it's Uh-oh. the it's the it's not the end it's the means it's like the means to the end the end is to get you hooked on the ring the end is to get you enticed right. by using the ring as much as possible until it's able to sink its teeth in you but the means to that end is it makes you invisible and hey who doesn't want to be invisible from time to time, time? Right, right, how useful right. is that and you know what though i mean when you really think about it though too it's like Gollum, where he ended up, didn't need to use the ring, you know. I mean, basically, it was just there. He was looking at it, but he didn't need to wear the ring because he he got good at sneaking and and you know maybe every once in a while if he wanted orc orc meat or whatever or, or goblin meat, but right? Uh, for the most part, there was no reason to use it down there. That's like why he could he he didn't become a wraith you know that's why he didn't you know fade and then that was like part of it too i mean you got to remember i mean if you use the ring enough right that's why they chose the hobbits because they were the least susceptible to to uh mm-hmm. to they're, you know they're to hardy they're hardy people right i mean because now you, like Gollum didn't use it as much as he probably could have and he didn't he got stretched mm-hmm. but he didn't he didn't become a wraith and then once he got become the wraith and again something to speculate but you know you the whole idea is that you become a wraith and then you go and find Sauron and you give him the ring you know because now you're under 
the the sway of uh, of of you know getting the ring back to its oh, right, right owner. Right. So the will you know? of the ring. Well, that's, the, that's the thing. It's the the ring is often described as having a will of its own. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. actually only just a like a stand-in for Sauron's will. Right. 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 Like a, it's his it's his will by proxy. So it it wants to find its master, but. But sometimes the will it abandons its master, or it it seems to have or had once. Right, I mean, right, right. I mean, when well, Isildur cut times. the ring off of Sauron's finger, you could say it abandoned its master. But maybe the ring couldn't, you know, it was taken. Yeah, I mean, so dead. I mean, but then, but then, the but ring it, slipped it off abandoned Isildur maybe to get back to Sauron. I don't know. Yeah, well, that was like the whole idea. It was like basically right. it kept going from owner to owner, and that's why Gollum was. Like the, the 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 whole suggestion that that like a kind of destiny thing that Bilbo was meant to find the ring because it was trying to get back to Sauron, you mm-hmm. know, and Gollum was never leaving his cave, you know. So here comes Bilbo that was going to take it and you know get a close you know get it out in the, the open air. And I mean, there's no coincidence. Again, it was mentioned in the book that the year that the ring was found was the year that what uh, Sauron started rebuilding Mordor. He left Dol Guldur and then saying, went to... Uh, Dol Guldur. You're saying that the when the ring was found by Bilbo is the year that Yeah, moved, yeah, because yeah. that's where that's where Gandalf went. Here's the know? big question before we wrap it up. I think, like, Tolkien had to put significance in that ring because it was found by Bilbo. But what if right. he had never written The Hobbit? And, you know, what if what if he wasn't so he was forced to write about there being a ring of power because of the hobbit if he never wrote the hobbit he could have made a sword of power or some other yeah well implement I mean, of power it didn't have to be a ring you but know? okay let me ask you this without the hobbit would he even would he even have written lord of the rings i mean let's just say that the hobbit was written no he wouldn't have because no. it wasn't his wasn't it his publisher who's like when are you gonna deliver on the hobbit part two yeah we need a hobbit part two baby get it out get it out no but what i'm saying though is like that is an interesting question like 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 why why the ring and not like like a a glamdring say you know i mean what if glamdring was the the one sword to rule them all yeah yeah, i mean in a weird way it does kind of make sense that Sauron would 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 make a, a weapon rather than 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 a ring. You know, again, again I mean, the ring yeah. might have just been a device because it's nonviolent, or it just like oh, like 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 I I would be curious to see like what the thought process was behind. I mean, of course, like a Tolkien scholar and probably whatever, whoever hears this will probably be like pulling their hair out yeah, uh, from the blasphemy. Uh, but but and of course there there are reasons why Tolkien was interested in rings um you know people were like well isn't you know there's the ring by Wagner and when people said oh is is were you influenced by Wagner's ring to um to write Lord of the Rings and he would say no uh, both rings are round and that's where the similarity ends but the idea of uh, finding a magic ring or you know having the having this ring of power is 
clearly some kind of influence of, of Wagner's Ring trilogy, the opera. Or is it a trilogy or are there four of them? I don't want to say that. But anyway, his Ring Cycle, they call it. Right. Um, but also, you know, Tolkien was also a scholar of Anglo-Saxon literature and Old English language. And, uh, you know, there's the there's the practice among the Anglo-Saxons and the Ger Germanic tribes of like giving rings like a king will distribute rings to his supporters um, you know like kind of like a, like a sign of fealty or something like that yeah exactly like in Beowulf okay. or whatever like you know you right. you give you give the rings to the spear Danes or the or whoever's gonna back you in, in war and if, you, if they if they do a good job and they fight on your behalf and they win you're supposed to reward them with gold rings. Oh, so okay. I mean, so there was like a a thing of distributing rings to to your supporters, to your underlings, as like almost a hierarchy. So in that sense, that makes sense too. But but uh, yeah, but it's still, it doesn't have to be rings. I mean, why not have th three swords for the Elven kings the on kings their under the sky? Under the sky, yeah. Um, it it could have been grand. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Could it, no, but I mean, did Grand, Grand, <laughs> Grand being like the the thing that that everyone's after. We need yeah. to get Grand. We need to destroy Grand. Throw Grand. How are we gonna into sneak Grand into Mordor? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so sad if he had to sneak. Grand. <laughs> Frodo, like, can you imagine Frodo like desperately uh, trying to? Lug Grand through the yeah, desert. Yeah, he's looking, he's looking up at Sir Thongle like, oh my god, <laughs> I gotta take it up how many flights of stairs? <laughs> he gets the top, he drops it. He goes clang, clang, clang. <laughs> oh shit. He drops Grand. And then he Sam! finally gets. He gets Sam, through can the you go desert. get Grand? <laughs> you, wanna, you wanna carry Grand for a <laughs> Grand for me for a little bit? Yeah. Think of how different the, like, the Lord of the Rings would be. Sam's like, Can I bear Grand, Mr. Frodo? Oh, sure, go. please, God. Please <laughs> yeah, take, take Grand. Take him. I can't it's stand like, it. It's like, how are we gonna hide it? Put a blanket over it. <laughs> Put your elbow's close. But, um,. But yeah, I mean, you you take Grand down into the Morgul Vale and cross the uh, yeah. cross the desert, and then you have to climb the freaking mountain. <laughs> Come up with swords. Oh, you lot! What is that? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> what was that? What you got under the top? Well, <laughs> I know. Golems hide a Grand <laughs> down in a. They, How would you get that do, out? They do riddles in the dark for Grand. I know. For Grand. Like, what is this? <laughs> Look, it's a big old battery rip. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just Like, oh, well, I mean, but I guess it would depend on what Grand you're talking about. But, uh, you know, either one would be like, it would be really tough to smuggle <laughs> oh right you know well there's saying? the ground from from the fall of gondolin or whatever yeah 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 <laughs> what if it was Gron that bimble found and not the ring <laughs> <laughs>